stop eating my Brazilian caramel corn with cashews. You didn't do something right over here when you hooked me up. Well, the cord is not right. It's not right? No. It's like Look, wrong. I'm sorry, people, but Karen has OCD. She finds things <laughs> that are right and wrong that have no right and wrong. Sir, you put it this way a few times, and this time it is not that see? way, so therefore it is not right. <laughs> see, and then... see, see, there's no right and wrong. Let there is no breath. right and wrong. <clears throat> Let me take a deep breath because mm, OCD. I really just want to fix it. Oh, fix it. All you got to do is put it the way you want to put it. Oh, Lord. So the thing you fixed was so insignificant. No. <laughs> it's right now. It, you did. You like did nothing. <laughs> I did. I fixed it. It was wrong. Yeah. Okay. Don't judge me. <laughs> Listen, my OCD Whatever. is not as bad as it was when I was pregnant. Okay. Uh, there is no comparison. It's bad every day. It is not. Only when things are I'm just are waiting wrong. for the hand washing to start or the. <clears throat> walking in and out of a room four or five times. Or... Oh, let's hope I never ever get to that because that's mm -hmm. really bad. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be medicated. You're already heavily medicated. On what? Chocolate and tea? Yep. Self-medication right there. Oh, I got this really good chocolate sitting here too. Chocolate. And right now I have... Sugar. Apple cider. Mm -hmm. I have a caramel, See? a lint. See? Caramel with a touch of sea salt. Did you say caramel with lint? Lint is the name of the brand. Come on now. Caramel. How come every time we start doing a podcast, my students start live streaming on Instagram? What's know. up with that? I don't know. There's something not right about that. Is that why I'm getting all these live stream updates? Only if you are friends with my students. I don't know if they're your, your students or not. I have no clue. I just know what's... You can if they look like sixth graders. I don't see pictures. <laughs> Do you know how many followers we have? I'm not going to not look at Not enough. Not enough, but we have... Not enough. We need more. Tell we a friend. Tell a friend. People, tell a friend. We, we have need enough, more I'm of y'all. I'm not going to look at all their faces. We need more. Okay, fine. We need more, but I'm not going to go look at all these. I see them in, in my news feed. Or my little picture stream, whatever the heck you call it. It'll be good when the number of people following is greater than the number of people I'm following. What? All right. How many people are you following? 367. And how you said... The number of people following me is greater than... Right now, I'm... Only being followed by 264. Mm -hmm. And following, I'm following 367. Okay. So I need, I need some more uh, people. But that probably means I need to put some more photography up and all that good stuff. I was, I was dismayed this morning by the Peter McKinnon. Why? He had a challenge. Uh, what did he call it? I think he called it PM Autumn Challenge. Where he was getting, f like, your, you needed to have a, your theme, your overall aesthetic was 
your overall aesthetic was um, autumn, but it was the color palette that that it was the fo was the focus. So you could take pictures of anything you wanted. It was just a matter of the overall color. Mm -hmm. And in thinking about all the pictures that did not come out from last weekend, mm. I was not a happy camper. Yeah. I'm gasping over here because... You're spending your time reading Facebook. U of why. M beat Penn State 42 to 7. Okay. Now you need to turn it off. That's it. Because a you, don't, you can't multitask like you used to either. I'm too old and tired. Yeah, that's why you have to focus on one thing. Microphone. That's what you focus on. Say okay. hello. Say hello to the people. I said hello. Apologize for neglecting them while Facebooking. I was not Facebooking. You You so were Facebooking. I, I was, was looking not. at you. I was Instagramming. Mm-hmm. I was. They owned by the same people. That doesn't mean they're the same thing. They the same thing. They aren't. They don't even have the same functions, sir. So, after our conversation this morning, I'm, I'm, I think <laughs> it's very. I, I'm still mulling over the, uh, the idea of people trying to protect culture that has gone by the wayside. We do that. I mean, you and I do that. No, 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 no. Yes, no, do I do not. No, really? I don't. I don't, I inform about the, the past. I make sure that like our kids know what happened in the past, but I don't say that they should do it or be a part of it or they have to, they should know about it. They should be informed. You know, they should know what, what was going on. They should know why this thing is a funny meme today because this is what happened on that TV show to create that scene and why it was impactful then and why it's funny now. You see, I, I don't I don't take that that notion that I'm supposed to be protectionist of all things from my past and my children must then follow in my footsteps and do those old things. Hell no. Really? Really? Like fucking cursive writing. Okay, so what are the kids supposed to do on Saturday? What do you mean? You gave them their thing that said that they needed to clean on Saturdays. Yeah. I didn't clean on Saturdays. When did you clean? I didn't. You kept your shit clean all fucking week. If I wanted to go back and 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 keep that going, oh, it would be hell up in here. That's how mine was. Oh, too. okay then. So let let's not go there because. But we still I, had responsibilities. No, no, no. Having responsibilities is a part of growing up. But that's that's not some old arcane thing that's outdated. That's called teaching your children to be mature. That ain't the same. That's not what I'm talking about. We do things. We do go ahead. Can you go down the list. Go ahead. Go ahead. Good. You try it, and I'll show you how it's. I don't do what I'm talking about. We do things as parents that try keep to saying keep we. you things going. No, I do not. 
I let them, I want them to have their things, their day. It's their time. I do not bring my stuff. I might sit over here laughing hysterically at something and they come and say, what are you laughing at? And they might get a lesson about what the hell I'm laughing at for another for the next two hours. But that's only me informing them about what was going on. Mm. Oh, this thing is funny on Blackish because this thing happened in some other movie from Lawrence Fishburne's past or something like that. And oh, yeah, you should go check that out because it is funny and, you know, that kind of thing. But that's information about the past. That is not recreating the past. That is not break out a typewriter and learn how to type. No, that's just ridiculous. Well, oh, that's ridiculous. Writing in cursive is just as ridiculous. I simply said I would like our child to practice her handwriting. I don't okay, care. Okay, you keep saying cursive, handwriting, printing and cursive. Both of them do the same thing. They get the message across. I don't care so what, what it is. is the purpose? The purpose is so that when she writes something down, you can read it. Okay, but you're talking about for you. That means if she prints it or types it, it's fine, right? No. Yes. If she if she types it, I can read it. That's what I'm saying. If but, she prints it or types it, it's fine. But if she like hand like prints in handwriting, you can't read Okay, her then she has to get better at printing, but that does not mean you need to do cursive I writing. I don't care if she does cursive. I yeah, just want her to practice writing. I don't care when the mic is on. Look, I really don't care any time, day or night, just as long as she practices her writing. She has an iPad. She has an app to practice writing. She has an I- Apple Pencil. I, I get that. Use the tools you have. Don't even waste paper. But my point is we have rules at our school right now that these people, these children, who will probably, after, Actually, this is after, a... after elementary school, probably will never have to, if they do, then the school needs to check, its, check itself. But they should never have to hand in anything handwritten after sixth grade. Well. And if they do at the school, well, that just tells you something about their educational system. Yeah, but because, what if it's a countrywide thing or a statewide thing? No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. That's the problem. If it is, if they are still handwriting things yeah, that's as that's official cool. business or, or just in uh, academia, if they are handwriting things, then there's a, an issue that they have to fix about their own educational system because nobody is doing that in the Western world. Because... No. And if they are, there's something wrong with them as well, because what is the point in the digital world to writing things on paper? I don't know, because I write things, but I write it on my iPad. You know, I mean, the, the, idea of, the idea of taking paper and pen and pencil and writing things down as official correspondence between you and the government or you in the school or writing a no hells no. no you know that is not a that's not a thing that should even be done middle school through high school i get it in elementary school because they may not have the devices to be able to do it but like my kids could they all have devices yeah and they all could do their their work and type it up and learn the basic formatting for different types of writing. The problem is they don't do writing at this school. So 
that's not a priority, but they could do it. They could do it starting in sixth grade and getting them ready for middle school and high school, you know, just basic, you know, like they don't understand that you don't put an extra space between paragraphs. They don't understand what indenting is. They don't understand that you capitalize the first letter of a sentence. Yeah. They don't understand punctuation. This is sixth graders. They are not doing it yet. They do it in Spanish, but they won't do it in English. Like they're like, it's different. Right. You know, I gave kids so. a worksheet on Wednesday because we have kids that don't know the ABCs in second grade, but they don't, they don't know them in English and they also don't know them in Spanish. So I gave a worksheet to practice the ABCs. It was a thing, fill in the, in the missing letters. This boy comes up and he says, Mrs. Fire, I don't understand. There's some spaces missing. And he had put the L-A and the N-Y. And I said, this is English class. You need to write, you need to write in the, the English alphabet. We don't have these letters. Yes, yes, you have. I'm like, no, we don't. We don't have these. So go back and try again. He came back again. Mrs. Farr, there aren't enough spaces. Like, oh. Yeah, but you're teaching second graders. Yeah, but they should. It's not the same as these sixth graders who don't use punctuation at all. That don't understand. That's their teachers. They didn't. But here's the thing. They read all these books or have books that have the formatting in them the way that that I'm teaching it. The books have it written in them, and they don't realize that that's what they're supposed to do. Oy vey. Like, they didn't understand, like, because when I said, do not put an extra space between paragraphs, and they said, but teacher, how do you know if it's a new paragraph? I said, that's what the indenting is for. And I was like, look at the book. Here's the book. Here's the story. There you go. And they looked at it, and they were like, oh. Like, it just hit them like, that's what that was (laughs) the whole time. It's like, but there's no extra spaces here. Why are you doing this? And this probably has to do with them keeping something going, culturally speaking. Mm. Like, it was taught this way for many, many years. It's still being taught because these kids had to learn it from somewhere. They didn't learn it from me. That means they did it first through fifth. Yep. And it's someone keeping something going that is outdated. Right. Well, I mean, we do have teachers that are have been there 20, 30, almost 40 years, and I'm sure they're not changing how they teach those things. Yeah, but some some things some things are not necessarily good. I like know. in a world in a world, I remember having I remember on this is way back, this is before anybody started thinking about paper, but I remember teachers Forcing us to double space. Oh, yeah. Okay, so all of our papers had to have a certain margins. Usually they were an inch. And then you had to double space. Yep. But that gave them the space to... To write between the lines. Write whatever they needed to write. Okay. But I then remember also that it got to a point where teachers started to say, in order to save paper... Yep. Single space. Yep. And I'll put my comments on the back or on the sides or in the margins or something like that. Like they were, they were actively changing what they were going to do as far as grading was concerned so that, so that the, 
the amount of paper could be decreased. Because I think for, and this is at university, of course, but what was happening is you could go to the computer lab and print. Yeah. But you didn't pay for the paper. The paper was there. So in order for the school to save on paper, that was part of their thing. Like, okay, we know we're going to provide you the paper because you don't have a computer. You're not going to have computer paper. So we're providing the paper. Let's get all these people single spacing so that we had to pay 10 cents a sheet. No, we had to pay 10 cents a sheet for copies. We did did not have to pay 10 cents a sheet for printed pages. We did. Because we had to hand it in. We had to do the work. And if you had no computer at home, you could you weren't gonna necessarily afford No, and we and paid this was at, for I think this was at Wayne State. You couldn't you weren't gonna afford the paper. Right. We we had to pay a technology fee. I think we did that too. And a computer lab fee and but something else fee. That should have covered paper. It should have, but it didn't. I mean what are you paying the fee for? <laughs> I remember having to print um, my paper for Gospels and Acts, and and it was like fourteen pages, this stupid research paper, and I only brought a dollar with me. And they were like, "Well, you're gonna have to go back and get more money." And I'm like, "But I pay all this money for all these fees. Mm-hmm. I didn't even type the thing here. I'm just printing it here." Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I. I <clears throat> I don't I I really I guess I understand why people make the choices that they make. I understand why the institutions make the choices, but the people that are in education that are keeping things going that are essentially outdated. Yeah. Like the typewriter is a great example. You, there nobody should be even be picking up a typewriter anymore. I didn't Unless even know it's they in were a museum still around. or something, it, it just shouldn't. It shouldn't be a thing. It shouldn't be anywhere. Just like we were talking about earlier, you know, like eight track tapes. Yeah, <laughs> it's in a museum. Yes, I. I mean, I. And a couple of weeks ago, I had a kid talking, looking at. Um, he was trying to understand um, different me- media used for transmission of music, and so he saw this thing and he was like, he just looked at me. He's like, what is that? <laughs> and it was a cassette tape. No. Yes. There wasn't even an eight track. It wasn't an eight track. It was a cassette tape. I was like, oh, that's a cassette tape. And it was like, and I showed him the kind of player it played on. And then I was like, oh, well, there's also, because he only knew record, like LP. And then he knew um, a CD. A CD. He knew MP3s. But he didn't know about anything before the LP. So. I'm, I went back and found a picture of all the different media mm. so he could see them, especially the size, because it's the size that, like, he hadn't seen a 45. Oh. You see, so it was it yep. was all these different things. And, yeah, if, if you're doing, you know, say music production today, uh, you're not, that's not a thing that, like, yes, you might learn that these things existed, but you're not going to use. But you're not going to be forced to use it. Just like uh, when you learn computer science today, I mean, they usually that okay. When I was doing computer science, what? Eight years ago, nine years ago. 
was it? Yeah, was it? Two thousand eight. Somewhere around there. That's that's ten, 10 years, years ago. ago. You need a little more alcohol over there. Um, I don't have any. Uh, they were starting us out in computer science with Java. Okay. Mm-hmm. They should have moved on by now. They should have moved on to something else yeah. by now. They, like that shouldn't be the entry level programming language. But years before, the entry level programming language wasn't Java. It was something else. I mean, right. you got people that came up in like the seventies, eighties. They were doing Fortran, and they were doing other stuff. It's like we're not going back teaching Fortran now. We're not going. We're back not going into, back and teaching DOS. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you know what? It's right. It's with us every day. Oh, yeah. Because if you have to go and do some things, you, you have, have to go, go into to that a, DOS window. Well, you have to open up a command prompt yep. in Windows and you have to type in the command. Yeah. And I, I was listening to the the gaming nerds today and one of the guys was saying, they were saying, uh, they were making a joke about the, um, they were making a joke about all the little minis that are coming out. You got the PS4, PS mini that just came out. You've got the Nintendo Mini. You've got the Super Nintendo Mini. You've got all the Sega Mini. You got yeah. okay. They were like, well, there should be a PC Mini to play games on Why? because there were games that came out for those older computers. Somebody even made the the joke. It should be a gateway PC, which was hilarious. No, but the idea and the guy and the guy says, yeah, we should have to open up a DOS window. Oh, and we should be able no, to use DOS. No. And he was like, all the co- those DOS commands, I still remember. Oh, no. And it's like, yeah, it's like those are the things that you learned way back when you were young, especially to play games yep. or to, to mod or to change or to play text-based yep. games. That DOS was what you played on. So, yep. you know, it it's is. like, uh, what was that logo and on the Apple? That mm-hmm. was, you know, their thing. You know, I mean, I... I, I I don't, I think it's good to have an awareness of the things. You should know what a typewriter is. You should be able to look at it and go, that's a typewriter. Right. My grandfather used one. You know what I mean? Right. And you don't, <laughs> but I've, I've never had to do this, especially I'm not going to learn how to type on a typewriter at school. That's not a thing that I should be doing. And just because the previous generations did it does not mean that you should still be doing it. No. You might have an appreciation for it. You might, you know, just like doctors, I'm sure that they don't learn all of the things that came before. They learn the things that are relevant to the things that are there now. Right. To give them context. But then they got to learn the newest stuff. Yep. Because you only have a, a certain amount of time to, to, get, to get what you need to do, learn in order to do the thing that you're, you're learning about. Whatever field that happens to be in. You know, it's just like... Every field has to leave some stuff behind. Like like uh, diagramming sentences. Yeah, like diagramming Bye-bye. sentences. <laughs> it's, it's we a, don't do that anymore. It's a part of grammar that nobody does anymore. Nope. I can still do it, but I don't need Man, to do it. And I don't teach it. I don't even know if I want to do it because hell no. Diagramming sentences. I remember sitting in a grammar class and she started talking about diagramming sentences. And I looked at her and was like, who does this in school anymore? And she said, nobody. Then why and I was like, teaching? then why are you teaching us? Because the class was teaching teachers how to teach English. That's what it was. That's what the class was. 
And it was like, um, okay, so why are you teaching it to us? I did this in high school, but what is the point of this right. now? You know, even like MLA, that's not essentially going by the wayside. The the idea of writing with all of these particular rules, now they, they're, they're doing other things because they're using other formats. And yeah. now you don't learn one format. No, you got to learn like learn, 15 yeah, different Yeah, but you formats. can't learn them because they're changing every year. And that's why they have these books that you... Yep. I want you to use this book in this mm-hmm. style and blah 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 blah. That's because you got it because you have to have the right year and then you have to have the right style, and it's like and those styles change because those particular groups change. I remember when I was finishing up my child development stuff, and I had for whatever reason I had to take this English class, even though I had three hundred level English, I missed this one class, so I had to go back and take it. And the professor wanted us to use this writing style that was not MLA. And I had never heard of it before because my last English class was in like 94. And when I asked him, you know, where do I find this information? He's like, well, you just get it out of your book. And I'm like, what book? He's like, you don't even own one of these? I'm like, no, you pretentious asshole. I'm old. I think I was older than he was. I know, but what was the book? I don't remember. What was the style? Was the style the psychology style? I think so. What is that called? I forget the name of it, but that was what I had to use um, when I got to Grand Valley. It was something that... that It was some weird thing I never... More than one... um, They used it in the humanities more than MLA. Yeah. It was like anybody outside of like the English in the humanities use that style as opposed to MLA style, which honestly they all do the same thing. They do. You know, it's, it's like, it's like, it's like being part of a club. We're part of the club. So this is what we do. It's like, but I'm not part of your club. So why do I have to do that? Right. You know, you want me to cite where I got the stuff you want a bibliography page? (laughs) Motherfuckers. You know, you need a work cited. Okay, fine. No problem. But don't sit there and act like all that, all these uh, things and all these orders, like, like they matter because the people that write the books will change it next year. I want to say it was APA. Yes, that's it. That's the one that's used in. Yeah, I, think I had psychology. never used that before. But yeah, that's, that is, you know, you know that the, what is it? The doctor's. What's the group for the doctor for doctors? Uh, American, American Medical, Medical Association. Association. They have one. Oh Lord. Yeah, they, there's a whole bunch of them out there. If you look up different ways of citing your work, but that's not really the lesson, though. The lesson is cite your work. The lesson yeah. is know how to take something and cite it, like in your writing, and you know give the original maybe, author credit maybe for what you they use did. footnotes maybe you don't right but the idea of footnoting kind of died really hell yeah that shit died when i was like in high school we stopped doing footnotes i don't remember i mean certain groups in certain areas yes they still did footnotes but i know in the humanities it was like footnoting was like uh, why are we still like, why are we explaining, why are we writing it 
and then explaining it on the bottom of the page yeah. with little numbers that the typewriter couldn't do I well. Could, I don't remember doing footnotes ever. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The typewriter did, was not good at doing footnotes and you had to leave a certain amount of space at the bottom of the page. That meant you had to plan out your each page yeah. to fit the footnotes in because the footnotes could be long or short. Then the, the word processors came in and they dedicated a space to headers and footers. Yep. And then the computer, of course, kept that going. But making big footnotes, I mean, I remember reading text that I would read where the footnotes were longer than the text on the page. Yep. And it was like, why did you just put it in there? Why, why, <laughs> right. why did you make me have to leave what I was reading about to then jump Go down, down, figure yep. out whatever it is that you were trying to actually say? Why didn't you just say that in your writing? And I think that's the switch yeah. that they made us do. They were they saw that that was a, an issue and they said, okay, let's just have these kids put it in the paper. Right. Because you're writing it anyway. Yeah. So it's not like it's, it's not like I'm just magically getting it because you put a little number next to it. I mean, right. it's I got to read that too. So yep. it's like, what was the point? Anyway, I, I just think it's, I think it's really, uh. I think it's a disservice to students that they're already getting every, I mean, all they're getting is information from the past. Mm. That's what they're getting taught in different ways, but it is all about the past yeah. and teachers in, in my opinion, teachers should not be so focused on the past. No, we've got to so keep focused. looking forward. And, well, or creating the yeah. next thing. Yep. Teachers are, uh, teaching is a creative enterprise. Yep. you got to be it innovative be and exciting. And, one. Right. You know, it's like you want your students to look forward while teaching them only about the past. So how far are they going to look forward? They're right. They're going to look forward to today. Yep. Which means they're, they're not then being predictive. Which is one of the skills that we're trying to develop in them in the humanities yep. is to think ahead. Think about things that could be. Yep. You know, it's not just about what was. And I, I just think that a lot of these systems are, they're, they're hurting, they're hurting the students. Yeah. You know, and then they get to university and then university teachers are definitely wanting them to stretch yep look forward mm -hmm. you know hypothesize yeah how do you hypothesize without ever thinking about what could be like you cannot exactly you, can't, you simply can't do it so that's i i and it's it's very interesting the people the way people try to protect they call it protecting their culture it's not and it's like no you're just protecting what you did because you think that because you did it the people after you should do what you did. Right. And that's what we see in all the fields, yep. whether it's becoming a lawyer, a doctor, a dock worker, it doesn't matter that everybody has their, this is how we do it here. Right. And then every country says, this is how we do it here. Yep. It's like, uh, no, maybe you shouldn't be doing it that way because what you're doing is what I did 20 years ago. 
So right. if what you're Why doing today. Why are you today, still doing it that way? Right. Well, you have no reason to keep doing it that way because everybody that went into, say, education or doc working or, you know, computer science or whatever would have gotten the same information that there's a better way to get this done. Maybe it's more efficient or whatever, but yep. there's another way. That should have filtered down by now. You'd think, but. In 20 years. No. I mean, the guy was standing here telling us he's probably, what, 24? Maybe 24? I, I really don't know how old he is. And he was telling us that he went to the school where we work, and he learned to type in high school on a typewriter. Uh-huh. I was floored. Because I didn't even learn to type on a typewriter. One, I never had typing class. I did in the 80s. But then his wife told me <laughs> she had never had typing class either. And she... So the school was on the cutting edge. Well, she didn't, she didn't go to the same school. <laughs> no, I'm saying the school right. was on the, the cutting apparently. edge. <laughs> but she said they didn't even offer typing class in her high school. And that she's, is a, she's a professional. She's a teacher. And she types with two fingers. And, and so I just looked the, at her like... That's the other thing. Huh? When it comes to typing, most people... Don't take a typing class. And and most schools got rid of those typing classes to cut, cut their Cost, budgets. yeah. So typing classes, I think what they did, they started to treat, treat typing the same way they taught handwriting. It was in the elementary schools. They had those games yep, and things. The speed and test they game. would sit there and they would play and they would yep. type. Then they got further along... Like, say, in middle school, and then it was just type. Yeah. And if you typed with two fingers, you just typed with two fingers. Yep. Nobody ever came back to you and said, oh, you need to learn how, you know, home row and all that. No, yeah. no, no. Nobody, I, nobody cared about that anymore. I had a computer class my freshman year of high school that was meant for seniors. I took several senior classes my freshman year because I couldn't take... PE. Educational rebel. No. I was I I really caused some serious damage to my foot and I couldn't take PE. Rebel. So I had to take these senior classes because they were the only one with spaces. But the computer class was being taught by the the typing teacher. That is the only reason why I know what home row is. (laughs) It is the only reason I ever had any like minutes of instruction on how to type and she didn't spend more than minutes because the rest of the seniors in the class had already taken typing so i was the only person in there who had never had a typing class it was my first time in a computer class she said do you remember home row and they all said of course and i said no what's that she showed me and that was it that's all i ever got but I don't need to look at the keys when I type. I can talk and type and, you know, read things all at the same time and it's fine. But that's because I taught myself. And our children have never had a typing class and both of them type just fine. They, they don't they use pro- two they, fingers. They, they probably don't type just well, fine. Well, I'm they sure their don't. wrist posture I, isn't if, proper. No, no, but no forget that. I'm not, I, they, I, nobody ever said that to me. The, the thing about the typing was, can you do it without looking at the keys? And that's 
that muscle memory and knowing that my right index finger hits this key and that key and not that key and that right, key. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's the, the thing that you get in typing class. I always Plus, know when then, my then chair speed. isn't my chair isn't lined up with my computer because then I make I have typos and then I'll just scooch over a little bit and then it, they all stop. Okay, that just makes you weird. I know, I know. That's oh, just weirdness because honestly, I mean, the thing I don't like about like current keyboards, especially ones on like laptops and stuff is they don't have the, they're, they're all the keys are flat. The chiclet keys, the kind of keys that we yeah. have, they're all flat. So there should be a little bit of curve or dip in them and you can feel that as you're typing. So if I want to type fast, there used if, I'm, to be like if little... I'm typing on this kind of keyboard, I don't, I don't type very fast on it because every key feels the same. But when I type on a, like a mechanical style keyboard or just a, a full, because my keyboard's a full keyboard, but a full, I guess it would be like mechanical buttoned keyboard. Mm -hmm. When I type on that, I can type way faster than if I type on this. And I'll do less mistakes. Well, they used to have on the keys, like my the, my laptop before this, on my keys there were like little bumps. And it's only on F and J. F and J get the bumps. And my this keyboard has that. But it's, it's mine doesn't, doesn't. it doesn't have the dips. Oh. So when you go to hit the key, they actually feel different. Yep. Because the angle that you're attacking the keys at. Yep. And... Um, but those are the those are things coming out of typing on typewriters. Yeah. You know, all of that stuff. They even the mechanical keyboard, that's all coming out of that typing feel of a at least a the word processors, you know. Yeah. Or the older uh, what was that? The IBM typewriters yep. that had the ball. Oh god. That feeling. That 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 keyboard, not the old old mechanical typewriters because they had a totally different feeling and they all the buttons were essentially the same and they were made out of metal and you pushed the key and the arm moved. I used to watch my grandma ones. do this work. She There's a great documentary on typewriters out there. She worked in an office and she would have to do all the paychecks and invoices and all the stuff in the on the typewriter. And I used to love sitting there and just watch her type because the ball would move so fast mm -hmm. and she never, ever even looked at it. Mm -hmm. It was just amazing to me. It, it became great when, they're, when they had correction tape on them. Yeah. I had that one of those word processors, a little correction tape. No, I'm talking about the old, the ball ones. She had, my mom they had, had one of those. They had, they had correction tape. tape in those. Yeah. She had I, one of those pencils see, with the eraser. all of that stuff... You might as well just chalk it up to museum quality information. Yeah. Because nobody is going to be going back and finding some mechanical or electric typewriter to go do work on. Now, some people who collect them, Tom Hanks is one of those people, collects typewriters. That's why you need to watch the typewriter yeah. thing. It's really, really good. Um, I can't remember the name of the of the documentary. documentary, but it's about the people who... Fixed the typewriters out in California, and then one guy who actually dismantles the typewriters in order to make art. And they actually work together. 
and getting finding the typewriters if the typewriter is too far gone and it just can't be used or whatever or the guy needs pieces then he goes and he one of the you know one guy t- goes and does the art with it the other guys go and take the ones that can be salvaged and and fix them it's called california typewriter yeah it's a good documentary but it is emblematic of the idea that yeah there are some people out there that are nostalgic that would like to use it there are people out there who want to type on a typewriter like they like that feel there are writers that are that way they want to type on a typewriter okay fine but you know what they now make keyboards like typewriters they do you know and if you really wanted that feel but you needed the the editing power of a word processor you could actually do both now they have bluetooth keyboards where your ipad slips in like a piece of paper that are like typewriters yeah, okay. Keegan was showing me, oh, mommy, aren't these so cute? Yeah, they're not so cute. <laughs> I mean, if you want to type with a typewriter, okay, type with a typewriter. But that means you have to get the ink. You got to get those ribbons. No, you not get the, the ribbons. Oh, yeah, the ribbons. And then you got you to feed that paper in. And, and you got to set your uh, set your indents. You got to, you got to, you know, because mm-hmm. I remember setting all that stuff up. You had the little, the little markers inside. Sometimes it was... It was, if they were truly mechanical, they were like uh, screwed down. You actually yeah, you slid to, the yep. thing over and you had to tighten it down. Yep. And then when you hit the, the uh, what was return? it? Return? No, not return. It was what is today's tab key. It was the tab key then. When you hit that key, it jumped over those few spaces. Yep. And whatever, wherever that thing happened to be. So if you needed it to go down the middle of the page, you could set your margins, yep. you know. You could you set all that stuff mechanically, but you know, really, that's not necessary information for a sixth grader today. No. And if it is in your country, oh my god, <laughs> because they could do better just having a Bluetooth keyboard with their phone. Oh yeah, yeah. They'll have more word processing power with their phone. Yep. I'm telling you, I bought. This, and you'll save paper. I bought this where or this Bluetooth keyboard for my iPad. And even though it's Mexican setup, because the setup for the keyboard is different. It's Spanish. It's got it's, yeah. Enya on there. And, and the, the, some of the letters are moved. Well, not only are the letters moved, but like the punctuation is different, like yep. in different places and the function keys are different. So even with that, it's still probably one of the best things I've accessories I've gotten for my iPad because instead of trying to type on the screen I can get things done a lot faster with the keyboard and this one has those buttons like you're talking about that stick up and feel different than the ones on my keyboard my on my laptop Mm -hmm. they do feel different I need my mechanical keyboard you know what's so bad is all those PS2 mechanical keyboards that you threw away. <laughs> we threw away all them years ago. Yep. That's what I want. Even though even though I don't want a PS2 keyboard, you know, with a adapter to go to USB. I don't want that. No. But I want the the that keyboard because you if I have to do away. if I have I know, if I have to type do any level of typing I need a keyboard because 
I this. I mean, I yes, I can type on this, but it's far slower. Well, you. I think you guys have you and Aaron have problems with the fifteen inch keyboard, right? Fifteen inch the, keyboard. The keyboard on the fifteen inch laptop, because Aaron I don't was saying know. I don't his. Type on a fifteen inch laptop. It's too small for him. You have that's what your computer is at school. Yeah, but it's also in, it's also a Spanish keyboard that's been modded to act like a our keyboard, regular QWERTY keyboard. Mm. So the buttons don't match the function of the button. They really don't. And it, if you listen, this is one of those times when I'm glad I learned to type because the functions don't match the what the keys say. So if you wanted to have parentheses. Or parentheses. Parentheses. Instead of hitting nine and zero, you have to hit zero in the next in the dash. Right. I mean, it's just totally different. Yeah, and it's not. Say cool. you wanna say you wanna find like the at symbol or the not the at symbol the and symbol. Ampersand. That is not easy to find. It took me probably fifteen minutes to I figure it out. I think it's a six or an eight. Or a seven. I think it's, it's not the seven because that's where it should be. But yeah, I, I it, it's smaller, but you know what the problem is on the keyboard that I have. It's a on, six. On, on mine is the um, the shift keys are so small. The uh, left shift key is small. Yeah. It's small like a yep, key. Yeah, and it's really... that really bugs me because next to that key is a forward slash. Yep. And I end up hitting that instead of the shift key all the time. And I have I that same problem button. with enter. I want to hit enter and I end up hitting a slash. Yeah. That's because the, they made the keys smaller. And it's there are certain things that you've been typing that... Our keyboard literally comes from that typewriter. Yeah. And you've been doing I've been doing it since high school. So, you know, really? Oh, I'm looking at the differences so. in the keyboard right now. Since I have a Spanish keyboard in my hands. I I just think that that in education, education should be pushing the envelope, not just regurgitating what happened in the past. And, well, and I, I absolutely agree. Like, we're supposed to be getting ready to do these project-based learning things, which make me giggle because a project-based learning is an entire philosophy of education. It's not just something you do a couple times a year. Yeah. But what the hell? If you don't do project-based learn, if your system isn't designed around learning in that way then it is just a project and they should call it that it's a project right that's because that's what they're doing they're doing a project and then they're doing a, a presentation some kind of presentation on that project and then they're moving on it's not it's not cohesive it doesn't go with some philosophy or right. something throughout the uh, throughout the year you know they, they didn't they didn't even agree on what it was supposed to be about it was just Oh, Choose you guys come thing. you guys come up with whatever you want to come up yeah. with and it's just like, okay, so what the hell? <laughs> why why are we doing this? Like what's the purpose? Oh, it's project-based learning. It's like yeah, done badly. <laughs> because if if that was the case, we would have started this long ago 
And yeah, like it would have been before the kids started school, they would have had the prompts right. before they start school. So then the first day of school, they show up and they have something, some ideas, some thoughts, some something to share about this project that they're going to then learn about and, and investigate and explore throughout the school year. But I think that's part of the problem is the idea of doing really doing real research and reflecting on that research, having discussions and coming up with vocabulary and making it like all encompassing part of their, what project-based learning really is, making it a part of, it's like that's what you're doing for the first term, the right. whole term. Yeah, yeah. This is what we're doing. Yep. And then all of the things that you do in math and science and everything else all get incorporated into that thing. You don't then have a whole nother curriculum on top of that. No. That that what that would be your curriculum. Yep. You need to do these things and find ways to incorporate them as well as the whatever the theme is, you're putting it all right. into that. Because you're learning about and you're becoming essentially mini experts on whatever that theme ha or that question or that idea is. Yeah. That a lot of schools, they're never going to be doing that because their 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 curriculum is being imposed either by their government or by the, the whoever owns the school. Yeah. You know, it's not yeah. going to be that they're actually doing project-based learning. Right. You know, they're just going to do projects. They're going to do class-wide projects, yep. which is what... This school does. Right, and grade It's wide. not the same thing. No, it's not at all. No, it needs to be named. And something they don't. Else. They don't even. They don't even want to do what we're talking about because that would mean that the teachers would then have to change what they do. Every new theme, every new thing, the teacher would have to accommodate that theme in their classroom. Right. That means the math teacher can't just. Pull up what they did last year because no, the examples be... won't make sense to the kids or whatever. So it has to be the way it's supposed to work. It's a school wide. Well, yeah, but in investigation, you got baby steps, baby steps, baby steps. So you then <laughs> the the preschoolers could then talk to the fifth graders and use the same vocabulary and have the same. Maybe not the same knowledge, but have the basis of the same knowledge. Let's 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 call this pie in the sky. That is, they're still Reggio talking about people. Reggio. They're still talking about trying to work as a team. Okay, so they're they're yeah. not anywhere near you know preschoolers talking to sixth graders and and being able to actually add something to the conversation and and meeting. Right. Meeting, right, 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 like right. bringing them in and saying, okay, we're working on this and you're working on the same thing and actually working together yep. to create the stuff. They're never, they're nowhere near, nowhere near that. A respectful collaboration, co-construction right. Right. between the adults and the students. Right. No, <sighs> they ain't there yet. They they barely have collaboration between the adults and the adults. For those Shit, of they don't even talk they don't even talk to each other from fifth to six. No. From third to fourth. Third, from fourth to fifth. To they don't they're no. not even having that conversation. No. So how do you expect a, the first grader to be able to talk to the sixth grader? 
You know, they're not, they're, they're just, they're, they're, they're doing something because, and this is where it gets messed up. You want the new, th- like say new educational norm to be incorporated into the school. But the problem is they don't understand the purpose right. of that educational norm. So then they're just trying to recreate something that they heard about mm-hmm. or read about in some paper, but it doesn't necessarily culturally make any sense. Right. So then they don't have anybody coming in saying, okay, this is how you do this and training the teachers on some new thing. Right. And they're just saying, and, and then the teachers are left out there going, but this doesn't work with our kids. Right. It's like, but the problem is not your kids. The problem is you weren't preparing the kids for this kind of education all along right. because this started when they were back in first grade. Yep. It doesn't start when they're in third grade. So then, of course, they're not going to be receptive to this new this thing. This starts in preschool. So, yeah, th- th- this is all about how do you how do you create a system that is purposeful intentional and intentional all the way through the life of that student at your school from beginning to end and then going going in and making sure on almost a daily basis that we're living up to that yeah Yep. That the student comes first and what the student needs yep. is coming first. They talk about stuff like that at this place, but they don't do any of those things because they're the teachers are not even equipped to do those no. things based on how they have been educating all along. Right. You know, and the same thing happened. I mean, it was even worse in China. Oh. You know, because they didn't even try. No. That wasn't even a part of their culture to even think about the child. It was no. all the teacher. You right. know, they, they they made bulletin boards that the teacher told the kid what to do. The kids just did what the teacher said and then they moved on. You okay. ask the kids, what did you put back there? And they look at you and they say, we don't know. Well, who is that guy back there? I don't know. Then why did you put it up there? Because the teacher told us to. Yeah. So, totally different ideas. You know, but I think that if, if, if we're going to be good at educating in in these quote unquote internationally focused schools we have to we have to the, the whole system has to be upended because they're not they are not willing to upend it themselves they're not because they want to culturally speaking they think that the kids should do what they did yeah Instead of looking at it like, kids don't need this anymore. Mm -hmm. Let's stop doing this thing that kids are not doing anymore. Or let's take advantage of what the kids are doing. Right. So if they're on Instagram, let's, how do we leverage Instagram? How do we leverage Facebook? Because they're already on it. This is what they're doing in their free time. How do we? They watch YouTube videos all day long. How can we take that, that activity there and then... Transform it into something something educational, intentional, purposeful. How can we do that? How can we then get them to use that tool? But see, that's just it. Seeing it as a tool. I mean, I had had parents on, before we left, Wednesday, I guess it was, 
parents who were artists, but they were complaining that their child was doing cartoons in the classroom. Huh? And it's like, but how do we make the cartoon? How do we get, because I can use cartoons. Yeah. Especially in, my, in English and writing. No Because kidding. that's what it is. It's English and writing. The, the illustrative part is art, the art part, but they don't have art. Right. So how do I take what this child is doing in class to say something, because he's trying to say something yep. with his cartoon, how do I take that and, and extend what he's doing and use that tool? Because for the most part, it's still just storytelling. Well, what I did, because I've had the same issue where the kids, I've had a couple of boys <clears> who <throat> they want to draw comics. They're really into Captain Underpants and they like that style of drawing and they they walk around with these little notebooks and when they're supposed to be doing all the things in class they have these little notebooks out and they're drawing their comics so i assigned one of the reading homeworks you have to draw me a comic strip about this subject you have to have these components Mm -hmm. and it's due tomorrow and these two little boys who i struggle with every single day to get them to do their work They jumped up and hugged me. Thank you, Mrs. Barr. Thank you. And their homework was so cool because they took time. But I I think everybody is trying to recreate what teachers are, not realizing that it's, it's the ability to make plain something that might be Difficult. Right. The ability to break it down. Yep. And a lot of old teachers and new teachers, they have a fear of having that conversation. Mm -hmm. I look forward to those conversations. Yeah, but they they have a fear of that because they're not lecturing. The new teacher teacher has a fear of... Right. The new teacher has has a fear of silence. The old teacher... Has to always be right. <clears throat> so they they end up in the same place. Yeah. Not being innovative. Yep. And then the the innovative teacher is always on the outskirts of the system. Yep. Because the system says you must do whatever you're doing this way. Yeah. You can't do it that way. Yep. If you do it that way, they won't learn. It's like, no, that's not true. Some of them will. But the to try to treat all students exactly the same is where education goes wrong. Yeah. Because no, you can't do that and you can't you couldn't do that anywhere at any time. No. <laughs> you know, there's no time when all students in the classroom all learn the same way. Right. But they say that they're supposed to be having all of the uh, talk for differentiation and trying to bring in uh, uh, things for this kind of learner and that kind of learner and that. But then turn around and say, but you have to have PowerPoints in your classroom and they have to copy everything off the board. It's like you you just went against... There's going to be a small percentage that that's how they learn and they will. Right. You know, I'm one of those kids that if I just sat there and I copied what you said, yes, I would learn. I, and I don't you know? at all. But I need the conversation. You, I need the discussion. If you 
put it into some movie or video, I would learn it faster. Yep. Which is why when I do any kind of lesson plan, I have some sort of video, I do a little bit of talking, we have a little bit of conversation, and then there's a little tiny bit of, you gotta write this down. Because I'm trying to get all the different types of learners, but it's like I'm beating my head against the wall because I'm the only one in my grade doing that. That's because the system says that that's not a good way to do it, even though it's been found to work mm-hmm. 20 years ago. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it's like, that's, that's the thing I keep saying. It's like when I graduate, when I graduated from high school, the teachers were not teaching that way. No, I, no, okay? so, no, we didn't even have that option. Between 90 and 2000, it was learned that it, if you do these things and you incorporate all, because remember there was the big thing about, oh, we're going to bring rap into the classroom. We're going to do this. Yeah, yeah, we're going to yeah, bring yeah. music into English class and we're going to do all these things. And, okay. And learn how to, our timetable through a song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of those different ways. And then the computer came in and became uh, cost effective to have the computers in the classroom. So it was like, oh, well, let's get the young ones doing games and mm-hmm. all of these things. And now it's let's get iPads. third graders doing basic programming yeah. in their, you know, computer classes. But really, it was just the idea that, yes, we have students who learn differently And we need to hit everybody in every lesson so that everybody has a chance to learn the stuff. And then we have to make, we have to assess them in way different ways so that we make sure that the teacher knows that the student is learning. And then you don't end up with a student who's gone through school for five years who can't has no letter recognition right. or whatever. I mean, you yep. know, you won't have that because the teachers were attentive to what the students needed all along. It wasn't about standardized testing. It was about the teacher assessing on a daily basis, right. where is this student? Well, this- and we've had this conversation before where we don't need to give a test to know whether or not our students understand and have, have gotten the information that they need. If you pay attention to your kids, you know that they either have it or they don't. Usually. But most teachers that I've worked with feel like you need some sort of exam. Yes, but the exam is only as good as the person who made the exam. Yeah. And not all all exams are representative of what a person knows. And what if a... What if the child gets anxiety about taking exams? Right. Yep. Now you're gonna you're gonna look at their performance, and I've had I had a couple kids like this over their their small midterm. You know, it's like, um, why? I know you know this. Why did you score so low? And I didn't read the directions. Okay, then you need to make sure you do that. But then you get the next one over that says. I was so nervous, everything just kind of went out of my head. And it's like, okay, so we need to come up with different strategies for you yeah, so that you don't go through that. And my biggest thing is, this is a test. It's only a test. Right, it's 
it's not it's not the end of it's your not, life right it's, it's not, not the not end of like, your grade it's not the end of yep. your 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 education. elementary education <laughs> i mean yes you'll still move on to the rest of your schooling it's not that important but they've been taught that those end of end of term tests mm-hmm. are the most cuz for the most part that's all they were getting right so they were super high stakes testing and that's all they're getting now like my well that's my what your kids, kids get that's not what my kids get because i do i'm always assessing i'm always right. doing it i mean they're getting some kind of assessment at least once a week yeah if if not more well, <laughs> depending on what only, it is, the only types of assessments they're getting right now are spelling tests, which I absolutely hate. But they they make us give them to them. Yeah, but spelling tests can be fun if you make a, a fun test. They're not. Why fun. can't you? Why can't you make a spelling test? That's a uh, a uh, crossword puzzle. Because that does not fit into my coordinator's idea of a yeah. Well, that there test. therein lies the problem because. You could, I mean, I would you could take all the work or you could do it all different ways. Yep. You know, I went and I had, I think on one of my questions, I went and had the student, I, I had sentences. Yep. And, and they then, had to fill in the word. No, no, no. And the, cause that's not spelling. Um, I took the sentences and misspelled words. Uh, and yeah. then, so then they had to go and read it and see that basketball was two words and there was a space in the middle and they needed to write the right word. They had to circle it, that it was wrong, so they could get a point for noticing it was wrong. Right. And then if they had to spell it the right way. Now, if they spelled it wrong, which some of them did, well, then they don't get that point. But at least they recognize that it was spelled wrong because right. I've been harping on editing. Right. Well, you can't edit if you can't recognize when there's a mistake. Agreed. You don't know what to fix. Agreed. So. All right, who we uh who we pubbing? Get your pub on. Okay, hold on. Let me go to my. Oh God, hold on. Really? Sorry, I have to scroll, sir. So today's featured business is the dreaded oh, indie. It's the dreaded indie. The dreaded indie. They are a public relations and marketing and branding consulting firm that focus on public speakers, event MCs, indie artists, consulting. The Dreaded Indie is a small business that seeks to give others, thriving businesses, the ability to carry out top-notch PR, marketing, and branding campaigns. Their consulting is customized to cater your immediate business needs with professionalism and creativity. To contact them, you can visit their website at thedreadedindie.com or email them at Dawn Mangum, M-A-N-G-H-A-M, at thedreadedindie.com. You can also follow them at Twitter at thedreadedindie. That's it? That's it? That's all? That's all I got. Do we need to, do we need to use them? I don't know. Are we going to have any, do we need a uh, an event MC or public speaker? I think we do. Artists, we need indie a, artists? We need an event. What kind of event? Oh, I don't know. A trip to like, Acapulco It seems event? like we need, we need an event because we don't have enough people. For what? Listening to us. Oh. 
how are we gonna change the world if they don't listen to us? I don't know. I mean, we gotta have we gotta have people. We gotta have we gotta have a, we gotta have folks. The folks need to, you know. I understand. Get the word out. I, I understand. Tell a friend. Or and know. then we could go and and have somebody create an event for us. Then we can really be like traveling. That'd be great. Let's have an event in Europe, Europe or something. Oh yeah. <sighs> we could take over take over some city or something. Yeah, that'd be great. I'm all about it. Educators taking over the world. Which is what we're supposed to do anyway. Yippee. Change the world one student at a time. One little brain at a time. Mm-hmm. That's what we should be doing. That's my goal every day. Change the world one little brain at a time. I'm so dis- disillusioned. Why? I'm just... It's like... It's like... It's like having a brick wall on wheels. Yeah, kind of. And you keep banging your head against the brick wall knowing it should move. But the wheels are locked. And that and 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 that's and what it seems like. And the other educators are holding it in place. Yeah, it's just they're, yeah. they're you know, it's just not a everywhere we've gone, it's the same issue and I don't I don't know if I don't think that all teachers in the United States of America are like what we want from teachers, but I do think the systems in place are designed for teachers, hopefully, and I know that all systems are not like this, because that most of the systems after No Child Left Behind became what we're fighting outside of the United States. Because they all are basically just teaching to tests. But the the good teachers are, are trying to do this in a way that is reaching and teaching mm-hmm. these students. They're, yep. they're actually, that's what they do on a daily basis. Yeah. I mean, I wake up every day and I'm thinking about what could be done. What can I do? How do I reach so-and-so? Like, how do I get this child? Yes. And yes. I'm, I'm always doing that. So I'm, it's like, you feel like you're always working, yep. which really is not fair. No. But you end up being put in that position and... For some students, you, you're thinking, how do I cut my losses? Because this particular student just ain't. They're not, they, they're not mature enough. They're not willing. They know that, like, like we had before, they know that they, they're just going to, Be they're just going to get the business as yeah. soon as they you yeah. know, graduate. So they don't really care about anything driver. else. Well, they're, no, I'm talking about they're going to get, the parents' business. Oh, here, they're going yeah. To, yeah, yeah. They're just going to... No, it was like that in China, too. Yep. That they're just going to walk into a job. They're not... They, they're, their qualifications are not even going to be thought about. Right. So, and in some of those kids, you just kind of look at and go, okay, well, I'm not going to worry about you. Yeah, but I don't get to do that because my kids are so young. Yeah, well, you, I don't you know, cut secondary my losses ed teachers, at eight-year-olds. We we, that's what we get. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't do that. Like, it's not even... It's not even something in my brain. I look at this. I have one kid who over the last month and a half has become 
progressively more manipulative, more lying, more physically. He lies more than I've ever seen any kid in my life. He is more lying. He's becoming more lying. A bigger liar. Um, he's more physically aggressive towards children, and he's taller than the other kids. And so he's picking on these little kids and like pretending to give them a hug and squeezing the piss out of their neck. So he's choking the kids. And then the kids come up and say, you know, Mrs. Farr, so-and-so did this thing to me. And I know that he did it because he's done it to like six other kids. And then he wants to lie. No, I didn't do that. I didn't do it. And I see the, the red marks on the child's neck. And I look at him and I'm like, how I need to talk to his parents. I, we need to figure out a way to stop this behavior now become, before he becomes a sociopath. I mean, this is, these are scary behaviors in an eight-year-old. And when I go to my coordinator and say, you know, this child is doing these things. Oh, well, blah, 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 blah. Just let it go. What? He's harming others. Yeah, okay. So the I problems that you have with your coordinator, yeah. it, it, I would, I, I don't know if I would even deal with the, because Well, at this point, I'm honestly, just going over her head and exactly. in, in um, contacting the parents. Well, I mean. Because like, the, it has to be addressed. And if she's not going to do her job and the psychologist isn't going to do his job, then as teachers, we're the ones who are held responsible for behaviors in our classrooms. Yeah, because and, the first thing they're going to say is, why didn't you go to somebody and say something? Right. Yeah. The first, that's their, that's their first, that's their first stop is the teacher. Yep. Why didn't, why didn't you? It's like, but I did. Repeatedly. And over then when and over you, and over when and you show them the documentation, then it becomes a different problem. But that, that's just, that's yep. just the way that they choose to run their, their system. But I don't, I don't get that option of saying, okay, I'm just done with you. No, you do get the option. You just choose not to use it. Anybody can do that. I've seen, I've seen, I've seen teachers do that to kindergartners. What? Hmm? But they're five They're kindergartners. Years old. And they're not listening and they're not following directions and they just say, forget it. And they let them go run around and they teach the kids that, uh, that will stay. I've seen that before. I've seen that no, in the States. No, no, no. Yeah. Because if they, if they're non-compliant and, you know, you can't touch them, you can't stop their behavior the, the principal can't get through to them and the parents can't do anything with them, what are you supposed to do? You don't have corporal punishment on your side. You no. don't have any of those other tools that parents do have. You don't have those tools. Well, I have, I have a kid in my class that I believe is on the spectrum. And the parents have said, you know, they don't think he's learning much in this school and blah, 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 blah. And I said to them, you're right. He isn't. I need to kill a child. Why? He's eating my chips. Oh. I said, you're absolutely he's right. He chips. isn't because he doesn't do his work. He doesn't sit down. He doesn't. When you ask him to do something as simple as write the two sentences of homework in his homework notebook, it takes him 45 minutes. You're right. He isn't learning anything because this isn't the right environment for him. But but that's the that's the thing is if you're if the state is saying that everybody's getting the same curriculum then it doesn't matter where this child goes to school. 
And that's what they've done here. Yeah. So they're but trying to homogenize all homeschooled. schools. But they're trying to homogenize all schools mm-hmm. into one big curriculum. Yeah. But teaching it the way they teach it reaches only a very small percentage of the students. Yep. So those that are on the edges or on the periphery, then they just get left behind. Right. Or left out. Yep. They, they can still come. But the, but a lot of the students, you know, like from what I heard, they're, they're not really, the school is not allowed to hold a child back. The parents can hold the child right. back. Right, and they but the don't. the school is not allowed. Right. So it doesn't matter if you notice all of these things. It's not going to matter. The student is still going to move up to the next grade no matter what their performance is. Right. I mean, they're already getting half without trying. Yeah. Or without doing anything. I, that's what I said, without trying. They're, they're, they're already getting half. You know, now half is failing, but that's what they're getting. Yeah. And I don't know how. I don't know how they're going to do that. Which with... I don't understand because why don't they just grade them one to five? Right. I, like, Everybody I have kids who, who've done absolutely fuck all the whole term. They have no grades in certain subjects. And I've written in their notebooks, please finish this assignment. Please finish this assignment. Nothing. Nothing at all. So how am I supposed to give these kids a grade? I'm telling you, they're going to get fives. Five out of ten. Like I said, five out of ten is still failing, but that's what they're going to get. Yeah. Because that's the way this school works. They have a grading scale from 0 to 10, but the lowest score that a child can receive is 5, which makes no sense. You might as well just said you graded from 1 to 5. Right. It's dumb. But, you know. Yeah, but what if you have those who have lower than 1? You they have get to five. have you have to have something to do to get something. You have to no, do no. something You're to get right. something. You're right. But the problem is the system says they can't get lower than a thing it's it's think about that i mean it's it's the system that is making this determination because this is what the system wants for its students inside of this country okay you know that that this is it's their country it's their system they're allowed to do whatever however they want but then don't compare don't compare your student with a student from another country yeah. Because there's no real comparison there. You know, if I got 50s and 50s and 50s and then a couple Bs and As, and a, my grade is going to be significantly different than if I got zeros or missing work or 10% right. or whatever, that, that it's totally different. Yep. You know, and the pressure that that is there is totally different. And the amount of work that you need to get done in order to get a, a passing grade is different. Yeah. So what are you saying about your system? Our system is easy for our, our students to try to pass. Yeah. Because when you think about it, they need to get a six. Yeah. Yeah. They're already getting a five. Yeah. They're starting at five and they have to get a six. Really? Really? Mm-hmm. I wish I could add a system like that. No kidding. You know, I would have had much better GPA probably Me in high school and junior high school if I had a system that said that I could not, I couldn't, I couldn't fail and I couldn't be held back. 
Yeah. What are, what are the reasons why you did your work when you were in elementary and junior because high school? Because I didn't want to be held back. You're right. You didn't want to fail, and you didn't want to go to summer school, and you didn't want to be held back. These are all the things no. that kept you on the straight and narrow, and they no. took all that away. And when I was in middle school, my stepdad started this thing where if we got below a C, we had to pay him like 10 cents per grade. But if we got a C, we were even. Hmm. If we got above that, he would pay us. I, there was no way I was going to give him my money. I worked too hard for that money to give it to somebody else. So I was not going to get below a C. Yep. Now, there were some classes that I just didn't matter what I did. Like math, it was always a struggle for me from elementary school all the way through university. Every time I went to university, it was always a struggle. I always had tutors from sixth grade all the way through college. It, I, it, I still didn't do well. I would be lucky if I got a D in the class. Because I could do the work, homework, but when it came to the test, I didn't understand anything that was being asked. That was that anxiety. I understand what the kids go through when they say it all went out of my head. Because I'm looking at these things like, okay, I know I should do that. I know how to do this, but I don't know how to do this shit. Which is why I don't like putting so much weight on tests. I mean, there should be a weight. There should be a... But it shouldn't should... be so significant that it's going to... No, no, no. Not, that's exactly right. It should not be all or nothing. It, but it's there should be like be you should have grade. you should have like homework then you should have quizzes yep you should have say classroom small, participation small tests then you should have larger tests and then you have uh say a midterm and then you should have say a final exam and and somehow final exams are a little bit bigger than everybody else or finals and midterms have the same weight like we do now or whatever. Some but they, they should they should gradually become more because you're testing more, because right. you're looking at more yep. things. You're responsible for more information. So if I'm if you're only responsible for what we did from Monday to Thursday, well that's just a quiz. That's just a small, small thing. Yep. If I give you a pop quiz based on your homework last night, that's just a small quiz. That yep. shouldn't be that shouldn't take down your grade. That no. should be you need. You now know that you don't know this. You need to make sure that that's what you're studying. Yep. But that's the other part of education that I've seen is nobody is getting uh, an understanding of what study is. Well, and that's something as well because when we were in China, these kids did not know how to study. They they thought memorizing the textbook was how they learned but as soon as they spit that shit out on the test paper it was gone yeah and then we go Sometimes to thailand and the kids didn't know how to study either nope. they had no study skills whatsoever so i taught those to the older kids third fourth and fifth and sixth grade kids i was teaching study skills in my classroom because they needed to know those things back to china absolutely nothing Yep. Now in in they don't, Mexico, in China, they did not want kids studying. No, There's, they wanted them to memorize difference. the text. But even here, 
I've noticed that the kids are expected to write down everything that's in this PowerPoint. They aren't necessarily supposed to know it, but they're supposed to have it all in their notebook. Right, because the notebook makes the teacher look good. I don't care about the notebook. But that's what the that's the the reason. That's why yeah. they have to be uniform is because the teacher looks like a good teacher if all the notebooks look the same. And and I just look at them like I would rather you understand the concepts. I would rather you be able to tell me why we use this punctuation and how we use this punctuation than your notebook look, looking like the guy next to you. Because that's not important. Uh, well, maybe it is. That's the same reason why they're doing cursive writing. Oy vey. That's right. I circled back. Oy. All right. Um, this is, uh, what is this? Day three? Day Four? three. Day three? November 3rd. How does it feel like day 20 already? It's day three. It's day three. Of Napadopadopado. Napapomo? Tell the people about the Napadpomo. What about the Napadpomo? The National Podcasting Posting Month? Yeah, and what we're doing on the faux free? Oh, we will be podcasting every single day this month, and we would like to feature businesses to help you boost your business right before the holidays and it's for free the only thing we ask from you is to fill out this little bit of information so that we can give your business the proper shout introduction you out. shout you out and that you share our podcast with your family and friends the one that you're featured on and that's it that's all we ask we we shout out your business and you shout out our podcast that's it don't worry, this is not a uh, a mailing list collection type thing. No. We're not. We, we, we don't have time for that. I really don't have time for that. I have time. a backpack full time. of work. I ain't got time for that. I've got a backpack full of work I haven't done yet because I'm on vacation. We, got, we ain't got time for that. All, we, all, we're, all we're doing is trying to make sure that, that people who've got businesses, small businesses, big businesses, and they want some free publicity for our five listeners – Hell yeah, we can Aaron, tell them. It's more than five listeners. It's nine in seven countries. Okay, you're talking about Spotify. Okay. Which hopefully has increased. I have not checked. You should check it so we know for tomorrow. <sighs> All right. See, that was a whole lot of work right there. He he had to do the heavy sigh. <sighs> it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. Really? Going to the website, clicking on things. That's a lot of work. Uh-huh. I finished Daredevil. We'll talk about it tomorrow. I haven't. You, you know nothing. I know nothing. You did get to show me, like, you know, my favorite scene from Ragnarok, though. That was fun. Whatever. You haven't seen up to Ragnarok yet. I've seen you Black need Panther. To, you need to stop. You just need to stop. You just need to You hey, need to take, take the time and just watch the damn things so that you can be part of the conversation. Meh. See? That's the, that's the bad attitude. That's the it's attitude not a of bad the old it, listen, teacher. I would rather read a book. No, you shouldn't. Than watch Fuck the books. movie. What did you just say? Fuck books. I'm Blasphemy. Fuck the books. Blasphemy. You need to make sure that you can have an adequate conversation 
with those who you are teaching and the people you are teaching oh, have yeah. not read those books. No, and they're never going to read those books. So, but, but I do need to be able to talk to my movies. little folks because my little boys are all about the MCU. Yeah, of course they are. And we had uh, going their whole life. <laughs> one of one of my favorite guys, he never ever 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 stops talking. He was was the raccoon guy from Rocket and he was carrying around a little Groot. That was what he was for I Halloween. Groot. And then I had a Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. And um, there are a whole lot of Harley Quinn. Which yeah. I, there were a lot of Harley Quinn. Yeah, but that's not the MCU. No, I know. That's the other one. The other one. See, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah, the DCCU. Is that what Aaron calls that's it? That's what Aaron calls it. Aaron and Frank, that's what they're, they call that's it. Their, that's their term. Yeah. So there are a lot of those. I'm trying to think of somebody else that they had. There was one boy said he wanted to be Thantos, but. Thantos. Or, See, this is what I'm saying. Sorry, you don't Thanos. know who people are, man. Thanos, but his mom wouldn't let him be Thanos. He had to be something else. She didn't want to buy that expensive-ass gauntlet. <laughs> I think that's it. Because <laughs> they got him in the mall. And she didn't want to buy that thing because it ain't cheap. How much is the gauntlet? I don't know, but it's expensive because it's a full adult-sized oh, gauntlet. Yeah. No. And it's got noises. It makes noises. and. Is it in Chirawi? No. Or the gaming place? No, it's in the place that has the t-shirts and they had it in the window for a while. The one where all the Harry Potter stuff is? No, 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 no. Down, like, it's uh, on the way to the... Go in the, the entrance we go in, go up, walk by the Starbucks. There's a GNC, and then on the left, there's, like, a T-shirt oh, place. Oh, yeah, that yeah, it, yeah. I've it was never in been there. in there. It was in there. And that, that all their, all of their, even their pop vinyl stuff, it, it's all, like, a little more expensive than everybody else. Well, it's in the fancy wing of the mall. Oh, is that what that is? Uh huh. That's not the fancy wing. It's fancy folks. Anyway, let me let me give the people the stuff so that they can go back to bed, and I can I can go back to whatever I was going to go back to doing. You were going to go check Spotify. I ain't checking that. All right. So <laughs> if you want to find us on the YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest, you iTunes, and the Spotify. You can find us at The Traveling Fars. If you like the Twitter and the Instagram, you can find us at Traveling Fars. If you like email, travelingfars at gmail.com, and that's where you need to uh, send us your uh, your interest and in your stuff, and we can send you the survey. And we can shout you out. And if you want to check out our blog space, you can find us at thetravelingfars.blueberry.net. No E's in Blueberry. Maybe I'll post a picture of my new desk setup, my new, my new waiting for my monitor speaker setup. Oh lord, that's what I'm calling this. The right landlord now. and his son were over there checking out your, your, uh, your monitor and your computer yeah, setup. My monitor is not special. And he said, "Oh, it's muy grande." And I said, "Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's too big. It's so big." And not you're really. like, "No, I want a bigger one." Yes. The looks on their faces were like, what? Yes. This thing is huge. It's not huge. My monitor is not huge. Dude. It's not. It's a 4K monitor, but it's not huge by any stretch. It's just not. 
I can't look at your monitor. When we were in China, I couldn't watch things on your monitor because they made me nauseous. That's because you can't handle 4K. That's true. That's, that's that. That's that OCD thing. You can't handle that. It's not the OCD thing. It's the motion sickness <laughs> thing. You can't take all that information in at one time. No, and then we—I was watching something where there was some driving, and I was like, "Okay, we're done. We're not, we're not doing this. No, we're not doing. No, this. we're not doing this because the children and I were watching it. We were <laughs> eating lunch, we, watching. They could do it. No, no, we had to move it to the TV. Oh, we had to move because woo, Mama was about to blow. Oh God. It was not fun. I mean, but that's what you should feel. Is, well, not sick, but you should have some kind of immersion. That's what I was saying. That's why I, that's why I had you watching the, the movie today is I raised up the thing from sitting on the desk. And before, because this particular stand doesn't raise the monitor at all, right. it just tilts. So you you end up looking kind of down at it yeah. unless you put it on something. So I swapped out my stand that my laptop was on, put it on the stand because the stand can do both. And then now it sits up where my eyes are a little bit above center. If I sit straight up, if I slouch, they're kind of little, you know, right around center. And that means that you sit up taller. Yeah. And you, it's more immersive. Like you're when you're watching something, it, it's like it's right it's right in your vision looking straight ahead and you're not looking down doing the whole bad posture bad neck thing thing it's very moment yep I can feel it because my mind kind of starts see so you gotta raise it up and I already know because all you have to do is go down to the stove because the, the best buy down there and they have okay let's go tomorrow all that and go watch Bohemian Rhapsody but all that either Right. Damn it. You got to wait. Damn it all All right. We'll see the people tomorrow. Have a good evening, people. Say goodbye to people. Bye, people. Peace.